Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Game of Thrones podcast. I'm your host, Carmine of Red Team Review, and I'm joined here once again by Preston Galalicus Jacobs. I changed your middle name what again. Is, what's Galalicus? I don't know yet. I'll let you know when I figure that out. And uh, we are joined here by special... It's Preston, Ju- Preston Justice for Joffrey Lonmouth Jacobs. There it is. That's what I'm... That's what I'm pushing now. There it is. And we are joined here by special guest Amber from the Wheel of Time channel, The Road to Tar Valon. Now, Amber, I've known you for a couple months now. Indeed. Indeed. And I Good have to, to be say, here. thank you for being a normal person. Because I know so oh. many, Preston will, let me, will, will tell you, I know so many YouTubers who are fucking crazy and out of their mind, me being one of them. And uh, thank you for being a normal, sane human being who's very yeah, nice. Yeah, you know, thank I'm just you. a pretty boring, normal old person. So that's me. So um, Carbon and I, Carbon and I were, were, were chatting with Amber and everything. And we were talking about uh, different ages and everything. And so now I know how old Amber is. Um, but I, I, I will not, I will not reveal this to people. But I will say you're of the right age to have been experiencing Wheel of Time live. As it came out in high school, um, like waiting for book, book and book. Um, kind, I mean, I don't, I don't know because what was Eye of the World 93 or something? Right, right. That was a little bit before my time. A little bit, a little bit. Okay. Okay. But But, but still the later, the later books, were you reading them as they came out? Um, um, uh, or did you, did you kind of read a bunch in a clump? Um, so actually, kind of a weird story, but I read A Song of Ice and Fire first, and after I finished it, and was like, well, I don't know if I'm ever going to get an end to this. So I started looking up other book series that were big, and Wheel of Time was like one of those, it's like, yeah, it's really long. Like if you want something to be really invested in, try that. And so I read that maybe like five years ago or so so like relatively new recently oh wow that's that's a very different experience from because you know i'm i'm in my mid-40s and so like for me like i for me like i the uh wheel of time was coming out when i was in high school and so i knew a lot of people and a lot of fantasy people that were reading it like year by year and then waiting and reading the next one um, and so, yeah, it's interesting to have experienced it that way, like all as all at once. And then after Game of Thrones, because Game of Thrones is kind of the the result yeah. of Wheel of Time, yeah. you know, definitely. Um, so it's funny to go backwards, like treading backwards to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's hard, too, because after you read A Song of Ice and Fire, like George flips a lot of the tropes i feel like and then going back to wheel of time you're like oh this is where that came from okay i see i see yeah um i had this i i always say uh, a lot of people watch citizen kane and are disappointed um because they're like i don't understand what the big deal is and then you find out that actually it's because citizen kane started all of these tropes that you don't even realize that they all kind of originated from that. And so I think there's a lot. Well, for instance, Citizen Kane is the first movie that ever uses um, a newspaper headline to advance the plot. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. Like, you know how they put a, a newspaper and the headline says something happens and then you know that that event happens and then you can move on in the story. Mm-hmm. 
Citizen Kane is the first to ever do that. Or Citizen Kane is the first movie to have something going on in the foreground and something different going on in the background. Like, just really little things like that. You're really like, wait, what? That seems so very basic. And you're like, well, that's... Uh... So, I mean, if, if you watch Citizen Kane, you don't think it's anything special. And then you realize... Until you kind of realize that, like, what it... What it um, shat, like, all the glass ceilings that it shattered all at mm. once. You know? So uh, that, That's cool. Um, oh, by the way, Amber, uh, my yeah. condolences to, uh, to you. Because uh, uh, I recently finished... I was telling you this uh, before. I recently finished uh, Wheel of Time on Amazon... And, uh, nah. <laughs> we finally got to episode eight. Yeah, it's, I finished the whole oh, thing. It's it painful. Yeah, it's, it's painful. The whole show was very so good. So you, you were, you were not that, you know, that big of a fan yeah. of it, Amber? Um, so there were moments that I was really happy with. Um, a lot of stuff that they pulled from the prequel book I thought was cool. But just all the problems they had there at the end with having to rewrite pretty much the last, I want to say, whole episode, it just, you can tell something was very wrong, but... It did seem it did seem that they came to their ending. The ending was a little rushed, and I'm not sure what everyone was doing standing in that canyon. Yeah. Um, well, it was. But uh, it was because of COVID. They couldn't put more than like a few people in the same area to shoot a scene. So, like, oh, really? the result feels very strange. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a passable series. Um, you know, I'll probably watch season two. It, it, hopefully, it'll get better for season two. Isn't it, isn't it renewed for like four seasons? I think they renewed for three right now, okay. but we'll see. We shall see. It's very mid. I, I don't. I yeah. Yeah, it's it's fine. It was okay. Yeah, it, it's it's, it's one of those things where I probably won't watch it week to week. I'll I'll wait till it's done to binge. But uh, I don't trust Amazon with any more fantasy series after Rings of Power. It's it's HBO or Apple Plus or nothing. Netflix blows. Amazon. Mm. I just, I just really don't understand how they want to force a story into eight episodes. Like, I mean, I feel like there's no way to work around that. They're just like eight episodes. That's it. Do it. Like, I'm sure there's many people in board meetings sitting and saying like, this is what we're doing and this is how it will go. And we've tested it, but I don't know. Just seems like a strange thing for me. I'm glad you mentioned moving things into uh, not having a, not having enough episodes. I'm glad you mentioned that because mm, someone this is mentioned our problem with 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 uh, House, House of, of the, the Dragon. Dragon. Someone mentioned and the exact opposite problem of Rings of Power. <laughs> <laughs> someone mentioned in my comment section how they felt as though this the show was going a bit too fast, and I I replied back. This was weeks ago. I replied back. You think this is fast? I don't know. It seems seems like a nice pace. No, they were correct. I was wrong. I'll take the L on that. The show is moving way too fast, and it seems like they're making these like weird decisions just to get to Damon and Rhaenyra reuniting and to the Dance of Dragons Civil War. By the way, before we continue on, I should probably let you know, Preston, and let hmm. the audience know that Amber here is somewhat of an anomaly in the fandom. She does oh. not know how any of this ends. So every episode oh. is is all new to her. She has no idea where it's going. Yeah. I've, oh. So I've read a little bit of Fire and Blood, and I stopped when Rhaenyra started having when you kids. when you realized it was when you realized it was really really boring. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it's it's not the worst thing I've ever read. No. Um, no. But I know that there's going to be some big, like, oh my gosh, moments. And I guess, like, watching a Game of Thrones and, you know, knowing when the Red Wedding happens, I kind of wanted to, like, okay, do this different and just, you know, it- ride the wave, see where it takes me. So I will say that even if you read the material, it's difficult to discern which, because deaths are happening constantly, every paragraph somebody dies. So it's difficult to discern which deaths they're going to make into big deals and which ones they're going to ignore completely and which ones they're going to leave ambiguous. So, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, like, did we know that the entire, like, for instance, the last episode, you know, did I, even though we knew that the material would cover this, this, this kind of area, like, did I know that, the, that it was going to end with the burning of Harrenhal and the death of, of Harwin and, and Lionel? You know, I don't know. It could have, it you could have like had it end with the death of Lena or the death of Lainor. Or there's a lot of, yeah. but, you know, this one, certain one gets, certain person gets pushed to the, to the next book, the next episode or whatever so it's difficult to to tell it was really difficult with this episode in general because it's like oh like here we meet this harwin strong finally and get kind of a story with him and it's like oh he's gone oh hey lena she seems really nice great person don't get too attached she's gone i mean it's it's very fast it's very fast. It was a lot. It was a lot of, let me introduce you to this character that I'm about to kill. Yes. Yeah. To be fair, we were introduced to Lena several episodes ago, but she does feel like a different character now. Well, she's grown, so. It's been three uh. different actresses, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. By the way, Preston, did you notice that they they actually, so it's not as ambiguous anymore. They actually go out of their way to answer many of the uh, the questions posed in Fire and Blood History Book. For example, uh, is there any, like, shady dealings going on behind Rhea Royce's death? Well, uh, Damon kills her. Well, what about the, um, what about, what about, uh, Harwin? Who's Rhaenyra's, uh, kid's father? Is it Harwin? Is it Christian Cole? Maybe someone else? Maybe it could be Lainor. Nope, it's Harwin. What about the, the Strong family mm. dying in Harrenhal? Maybe it was, I remember this specifically, maybe it was Corlys yeah. behind it because Harwin sub- rumored to have cucked his son, or maybe Damon because he wanted Rhaenyra for himself. Nope, it was Laris. Yeah, yeah. Though I will say it's still we could one could still argue that Kristen Cole is the um father of the eldest the strong boy. Okay. Yeah. But um but yeah, they, 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 they laid it on pretty strong with the with the Harwin being the father of at least, you know, the latter two. Um, rather than, than and Lainor, it not being a possibility it be, of it being Lainor, despite that being um, what what one of the sources says in, in Fire and Blood. We needed one more episode so, with them. We needed one more episode in the past mm-hmm. to, to establish Rhaenyra oh. and, and Harwin as like even friends. They weren't even friends. They were just acquaintances. But we're so oh, yeah. we're supposed to add all these pieces together, like like even in the ten year time skip. Don't underestimate throwing a woman over your shoulder like a sack of potatoes. That's all the <laughs> foreplay we need, apparently. That, yeah, that because uh, that 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 was definitely the type of that was definitely the type of character they established Rhaenyra to be. Yeah, the type of woman who wanted to be the damsel in distress being saved. <laughs> That's exactly the type of character Rhaenyra was established to be. <laughs> yeah yeah 
Well, no, like so much stuff happens in the ten year time skip, and, and like, and you and you blink and you'll miss it. For example, Melos is gone, right. so it's Orwell now, and mm-hmm. we have a new Master of Laws. That was Jasper Wild, in case you didn't catch that. Um, it's just it's just so much stuff is 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 going down, and and I don't know, like just yeah, it, it, slow down. As, as I as I said to, as I said to some people, like it's. It's not that it's not logical that the world would be in a completely different place in 10 years, but that's not what, uh, that's not a story. That's not like narrative. There, there's no narrative flow to that. Like it was just last episode one week ago and every single character except for Laurie Strong was completely, utterly different in their personality and were in a completely different place in their life, right? Like Viserys. Episode six was a completely different person than Viserys episode five. Um, Alicent was a completely different person than she was in episode five. Rhaenyra, a completely different person. Harwin, we didn't know who he was, so we had to introduce him. Um, Lena, completely different person. Damon, completely different person. Uh, even, even Lionel, completely different person. Like everybody was a completely different person, except for Laurie Strong, who was exactly the same. Preston, I didn't, I didn't get to catch your live stream because you know time differences and whatnot. Oh, but yeah. how, like, how did you feel about this episode? Peel my eyelids wide open, please. I um, so this is this is uh, I actually, I actually really liked the episode um by itself. Like, I would say that like by itself, it's a nine out of ten episode. Probably my second favorite episode. However, my 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 um, statement that goes along with it is that it makes episode five even worse. So that 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 episode, like one of the episodes, has to be when there's no connection between five and six. One of the episodes needs to be marked down. So I'm going to mark down episode five for for leaving all of these things hanging. Like I'm going to blame the Kristen Cole thing on episode five and say, okay, you didn't address it in episode yeah. six, but. That was a real, that was a real stinker. Or, or Rhea Royce, like they, they, they kill her off and then they build up this whole, uh, cousin thing. And he says, Oh, I'm going to go to the veil and like seek, seek inheritance. And that goes nowhere, you know, or just, I mean, little things like Damon disappearing at the wedding, like, and when, when, when Lena did not disappear. So you're, you're like, Oh, maybe they hooked up at that wedding, except they didn't because, uh, you know he disappeared um so i think it destroy like the episode was fantastic by itself but it destroys the idea of house of the dragon as a series like episode to episode there is no cohesive connection between them it, um i compared it to aeon flux which is like this mtv cartoon where there was no connection between what happened in the previous episode with what was going on in the next one it was just like it's just chaos um so by itself episode six like if this were a pilot or if i only had to view episode six by itself it's a, it was it was a it was a great great episode i felt a lot that there was so much tension laurie strong was incredible the acting performances were stellar um you know, I, I, I loved it, but it had no connection to episode five and the whole series just feels disjointed. Yeah. So I, I see that. I mean, I think that's a fair point because even like I'm coming to this from, you know, as someone who's not so like deep in this world and the source material, but even I could notice it feeling a bit disjointed. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, keep in mind, I and this is funny. This is another funny thing about this episode, because I like the episode so much. Yet I really actually dislike the choices that they made, which is so odd. Like, I dislike that that there wasn't the ambiguity with Rhaenyra's children. I dislike that there wasn't that ambiguity with with who killed Lionel and Harwin. But I still really liked the episode. Um, so I, I'm not I'm not a book snob on this, like because I don't think the source material is good. And I so I don't mind when they make changes. Some of the changes they make are fantastic. I think making Alicent and Rhaenyra the same age and having them be, be friends uh, was a fantastic decision. I think making Alicent relatable in the first five episodes was a great decision. Um, there's a lot of things that I really appreciate, a lot of changes I appreciate uh, that I appreciate. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just, some of them I'm like, yeah, why'd they make that choice? Like the Lena oh, thing, really the, the Lena pregnancy thing. Yeah. We were discussing this briefly. I, I called Preston earlier and I was like, mm. clear something up for me. Cause I was having this discussion with other people as well. Yeah. Um, it felt like I missed the scene. So she's pregnant and she's trying to give birth and the, uh, Pentoshi doctor is like, I, I, there's, there's nothing that we can do. We can try to, you know, do the right. C-section thing again and, uh, maybe save the baby. Um, but in the books, Lena gives birth to a child and it's deformed. And then several days later, she dies here. There's no one makes a decision about to save her or the baby. She just makes the decision on her own to die. There's no, there's, there's no information about whether the baby can be saved or if she can be saved. It's just, that's it. We got to. We got, I, David yeah. needs to be single again, so maybe he can hook up with Rhaenyra in several episodes later. Maybe. See, I actually the- liked that part a lot. I was like, <laughs> you know what? Like, good for her. You know, like, I don't know. I've never had a child before. I don't know what kind of pain that feels like. But at the same time, if that's how she decides that she wants to go out, like, sure, why not? But I had no idea that she in the book she loses the baby or the baby was deformed and then dies like shortly thereafter is that what happens yeah she she gives birth to a deformed stillbirth or or it dies within a day or something and then she gets a fever and she dies of a fever later um unrelated to the you know or maybe related but but nonetheless, just a pregnancy complica- complication. But here they clearly wanted to make a parallel to to the series and two men making dis- different decisions. Mm-hmm. And so you're, I think you're supposed to think that Damon made the better decision than the series because he left the choice up to to Lena. Um, of course, in real history, they didn't do C sections during the Middle Ages. What they actually did was try to uh, crush the the outcoming um uh birth in order to save the mother that that was actually the thing that they did um and they didn't try that either <laughs> so right. they just kind of let her they just kind of let her die she she didn't want i guess she didn't want to crush the outcoming birth and um and in the, in the books she also like is on her way to to vagar and then just collapses and dies she doesn't make it um so here they made it a little more uh, glorious. You know, she wanted to die uh, a flaming yeah. dragon rider yeah. death or something. I, I really liked her character, though. I guess one of the things I've been struggling with a little bit during this whole show is that I'm having a hard time, like, gravitating towards, like, any characters that are just 
good, you know, like, where is just mm. the good person where, I mean, it's almost like there's not even really gray characters, you know, it's just like, they're bad, like, <laughs> that's a bad dude right there, you know, and I think maybe that was like my connection to Lena, where I was like, okay, like, she seems cool. Actually, the whole house Valarian seems pretty chill. They've got some swagger. I like them. You're you're right that when when our two protagonists of Alicent and Rhaenyra, uh, um, who are supposed to represent sort of again the the I, I bring this up a lot, but the, you know the 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 Sansa Arya duality of like whether you're going to play whether you're going to you know whether you're going to find and pursue agency within the lane within the proper lanes of 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 a woman's role in medieval society or if you're going to try to you know push your agency outside of the proper lanes of 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 a woman's role in society so you've got you know the the this split of of Sansa whose direwolf is named Lady and and Arya whose direwolf is is named after you know this feminist powerful queen from 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 Dorne you know uh, or from the Roynar. And so this is always like, which, which path is, is a woman going to take? Um, and so, you know, Alicent is the very flawed character that's taking the, the, the lady path. And Rhaenyra is the very flawed character that's taking the Nymeria path. But both of them are kind of in those roles. Shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah I mean, I, I, it, <sighs> On one hand, it's like you almost want to hug them and just be like, come on, like, get it together, some therapy, something. And then on the other hand, you just want to shake them both like, oh, dumb. Why are you right. doing this? But I yeah. mean, it's it's like watching a train wreck, really. And, and to what you to what you said, Amber, like, you're right. There are almost no good characters, but all the good characters kind of died yeah. this episode. Like Lionel Strong, pretty... Strong like, and Harwin, yeah. yeah, who turned out to be yeah, fantastic. Was a pretty chill dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, so now I guess we're going to maybe try to find some kids that we like. Right. <laughs> but even the kids were kind of douchebags in this episode to Eamon, so... <sighs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess... Preston, I, you, you saw my non-spoiler review. You agree that, like... Is Helena? Helena's that... the only character we like right now? <laughs> Helena's... Oh, I guess we like... Uh, all, all of Allison's kids are, like, infinitely more interesting. They're infinitely more interesting. Eamon's going to have, a, obviously, a glow-up, because we've seen the, the preview pictures where he comes back after the time skip, and he's, you know, Damon 2.0, kind of. Aegon is already, like, baby Homelander. <laughs> and uh, Helena, they've given her this, like, new story where she may have prophetic Yeah, dreams, I was... Maybe. That's, that was one of my questions. Like, is this anything in the books that she's... No, no. Okay. That's just... That's new. She's 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 actually described as a happy, a happy, plump little girl is all they really say about her. She doesn't have a personality in, in, in Fire and Blood. She's just kind of there to be a to be a, a birther of, of, of characters and then to have tragedy happen too. But yeah, she doesn't do anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with um, with Bela and Reyna, the daughters of, of Damon. Um but uh, yeah, though he kind of treats one of them like 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 garbage because yeah. she doesn't have a dragon yet. Which you you give Rhaegar Targaryen a lot of shit because he's somewhat of a Valyrian supremacist kind of. Mm. Um, he's a, kind of a racist. And I, Damon, for the most part, that's that's him. They tried to they tried to repair 
they tried to repair Damon here a bit, but you can't, mm. uh, you know, after last episode, how are you supposed to repair Damon? You know? Yeah, it was almost <laughs> like Lena was almost humanizing him a little bit. Now that she's gone, I don't see any, you know, I don't think he's going to end up going the route of like the nice guy anytime soon. I mean, how are you supposed to re- rehabilitate the murderer? Yeah. I mean, I, they, they tried it with Jamie, I suppose. People are like shipping him and Brienne. And it's like, that guy, that guy, not only did he push a little boy out of a window, but then he killed his cousin in the, uh, in the, in the show, at least. You won't <laughs> let the cousin thing go. You, you won't, you will not let that, you, and you don't let the Tywin death too, or the Shea death go with Tyrion too. You oh, don't no. let that go, man. No, you gotta no. let it go. Those are, those are awful people. You gotta let it <laughs> The cousin, there's nothing wrong with that cousin. There was nothing wrong. Like, like the argument you could use for Bran was had they had had he been caught, they would have killed him and Cersei. So it was in a sense self defense. Um, Somebody actually even pushed forward. Someone someone messaged me and was like, was like, you know, you can argue that Damon was acting in self defense against against Rhea Royce. And I was like, ah, <laughs> kind of pushing it, kind of pushing it. I mean, she went for his her bow, so I guess that gives you the right to flip her horse, you know, <laughs> and paralyze her. Uh, I don't know, but. Would she really like shoot him, or was she just gonna hold the bow and say "stay away from me"? So it's it's tough. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Well, speaking of uh, murderers and salty characters, Christian Cole this episode was the saltiest fucking person oh, yeah. I've ever seen on television. Oh, yeah. What Holy a hypocrite shit. this guy! He oh, at God. one point he says in this, you know, in the training yard or whatever, he's talking to Harwin. He's like. You forget yourself strong. That is the prince. But then in the last episode, like, he's the one who sucker punches the king consort. So it's like, did you just, is that, okay, that just happened. All right. Yeah, it's, it's amazing that they chose to do a parallel scene just to highlight how ridiculous it is that last episode he got away with beating a man beating it beating to death the best friend of the king consort or you know the 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 future king consort and and harwin strong gets you know fired for punching uh kristen cole yeah. which why is that just, a bigger deal than cole punching lanor why or or just or be, punching lane kim punching lanor and him beating a, a noble person to death and people are like oh jeffrey lonmouth was nobody lonmouth is still a bigger house than cole and har and strong is a much bigger house than cole so you'd think that there would be you know this uh this weight of that like oh well you're of an important house so who cares who you beat up but you know, some people are like, oh, he hit a Kingsguard. And it's like, no one cares if you're a Kingsguard. I, I, like, I put the analogy, like, like, could you imagine, like, let's, let's put it in modern day, like, uh, contemporary ice and fire. If, if, um, well, let's say Tyrion, Tyrion were to punch, uh, uh, Boris Blount in the face. Do you think people would be like, oh, Tyrion punched Boris Blount in the face. We've got to fire him and send and and send him back to, to, to be to fair. Tyrion, Tyrion could probably beat up Boris Blount. <laughs> to be right. fair. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying just because you're part of the Kingsguard doesn't mean you're you're respected and that you're untouchable. You know, like Boris Blount, Marin Trant, like the Kettle Blacks, they're all Kingsguard. If somebody punched them in the face, am I really supposed to believe that someone would be like, oh, 
They struck a Kingsguard. You is, need is to that leave. is that the job of a Kingsguard to teach the royal children how to fight? Is, wouldn't that be like the Castellan or a royal? It would tutor? be. The, it, would, it would be the Castellan. In fact, it's um well, it's specifically Aaron Santigar's job in in the books, and then they because Aaron Santigar's position is not filled, um, Loras volunteers to do it for Tommen. But she doesn't. But Cersei doesn't want Loras to do it for Tommen. So I think she she picks. Maybe she. I think she picks a kettle black. Uh, but I forget which one. I don't think it's even Osmond. I don't even think it's the it's the um it's the Kingsguard one. She, he might have picked like Osfried. I've got. I have to go back. It's a really specific little thing. But it's supposed to be the Castellan. It's supposed to be, or uh, you know, not the Castellan. The um. It's supposed to be the um the um the shit. Why am I? Why am I? My words failing me. Um, you gonna you gonna look it up? Yeah. Wait, because because it's it's Will, it was Willem Derry's um, uh, master at arms. He's the the master at arms. It's supposed to be the master at arms job. So it was Aaron Santigar's position or whatever. But it would not be the uh, the head of the city watch and the the uh, is he Lord Commander? No, I think. Um, Westerling's still alive, but a member of the a member of the the Kingsguard and and the head of the city watch. Like, where the hell is the Master at Arms? It's a, uh, you know, had they made Harwin the Master at Arms, it would have been fine. But they made him the head of the city watch. I actually thought they they would have made him that in, in my in my episode six preview video. I thought that he got a promotion to Master of Arms. That way, he could be inside the Red Keep at all times. It would make sense. But he's Lord Commander of City Watch. He should be out there, either on patrol or in the city or doing at, yes. at headquarters. Right. However, it's... however, they did already establish that the with Damon that the for some reason the head of the city watch sat on the on the small council and uh, and was living in the Red Keep for some reason. Wait, was Harwin on the small council? Uh, no, I don't think so. The only Lord Commander of the City Watch in the show, at least, like I can remember being on the small council, is General Slint. Yeah, but he they were never they were. I mean. They 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 obviously wanted Damon to be in the small council scenes, but like he shouldn't he shouldn't be in there. I mean, the well, uh, Allison shouldn't be in there either. So I don't know what's going on. But they just they just throw in whoever they want to throw in in these scenes in order to uh, <laughs> in order to have them. But uh. I mean, Allison is pretty brazen. She's just out there saying stuff, you know, like. How sweetly the fox speaks when it's cornered by the hounds, and she's just saying this in public, and it's like totally fine. <laughs> like, oh yeah, damn. she was being she was being really negative against considering like um, in ep- in the uh, the White Heart episode um, how brutal Viserys laid into Jason Lannister for even implying that Rhaenyra was not heir um and how like don't think i'm gonna defend my daughter don't you dare claim something like she's not heir and the fact that allison spent the entire episode just talking trash now granted it's been 10 years this you know i i things change but maybe i would have liked to see a, seen a transition getting a little like dementia or something i don't know Oddly, he seemed more sane yeah, this is and true. happier this episode yeah. than, than the last <laughs> few. 
he's he's giving her a lot of leeway. He's he's letting her have have her tantrums, and that's all he thinks it is. It's just a tantrum. And I and, and you know I, I do like the the whole scene with Rhaenyra trying to make amends and propose the marriage between Jace and Helena. That you're right. I I heard the that bit of the the live stream. You're right. That would have solved literally everything. But no. Yeah. But then, you know, somehow somehow it was Allison's business. But, I mean, like I say, it, it, like, when, when, I, when I started a- analyzing things and nitpick things, you know, a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. But it was like, you know, it was it was performed so well um, that that I kind of let all of these things slide. Like, I have to, like, reemphasize nine out of ten episode. <laughs> Nothing made sense. I compared it to God. So I made this joke on on Twitter that it was like Godfather Part Two, like you know, one of the greatest movies of all time. A plot that doesn't make sense at all. So what do you? Hey, Godfather Part Two was my favorite Godfather. How does that make any sense? Um. Well, if you remember, the movie opens. They're at their compound, right? And then some killers come into the compound to try to kill Michael, and then. They they fail in killing Michael and then they go to try to catch the the uh, the killers and they they've been mysteriously murdered. And this is the the setup for the whole movie is, oh, my gosh, who was this nefarious evil schemer that somehow set up a hit and then was able to kill the the, the assassins before they were able to capture them and interrogate them. And then at the end of the movie, you find out that it's 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 uh, Fredo. So it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> like it's just what? No, that, no, it was it was Hyman Roth. Your father did business with Hyman Roth. Your father respected Hyman Roth, but your father but Fredo, didn't trust him. Fredo, Fredo gave the information because he thought because he, he felt like it wasn't important, so he leaked the information. Uh, uh, just kind of um, yeah, but Fredo wasn't the mastermind. He was just an idiot, right? But who killed who killed those two assassins? Other assassins. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Preston, stop ruining Godfathers. Jesus. Do you want me to ruin? Do you want me to ruin Godfather One as well? Because Godfather One, which is my <laughs> favorite Godfather, oh. um, is also fundamentally flawed. What? Fundamentally I'm, flawed. Amber, I'm so sorry about this. We have to. <laughs> how is it fundamental? Go ahead. I want to hear this. Go one. for it. Okay, so <laughs> if there's one thing we learn about Godfather, is that is that because these are crime families, there is a cycle of violence because you once you kill off the head of the family, the, the children take over. So Vito is sidelined, then Sonny is gunned down, but then Michael takes over as the head of the family. And that's how this like cycle of violence with fam with with uh with crime families continues. How does the movie end? <laughs> Bazzini's dead. So is Philip Italia. Cunio. Yeah, like, I know. Mm. Yeah, no, you're, you're, yeah. You're, he you're kills saying, the like, head. Have... He kills the head of each crime family, and then suddenly they go away. Even though the whole movie we've been establishing that that when you take out the head, the next the next child comes in line, and it just goes on and on. The forever. implication was that they were so disorganized that that those those heads of those families were like you know the guys at the top that like held everything together that it takes a minute for the other families to come back and reorganize. Oh yeah, and the Corleone family was so fucking organized. That's what I <laughs> when I looked at that that group, yeah, they were they were just 
They were an oiled machine, the Corleone family. Precious, stop ruining Godfather. God. There goes all of your everything. fans. I mean, Godfather tends to be like, you know, fanboy guys like Godfather, you know. I love Godfather part two. But it, uh- <laughs> But it's but it's it's the movies. The movies are all about the emotion and the and the acting and the performances, not about the logic, because there is no logic to the Godfather movies. So it's it's fine. The, the episode six, it was it was there's such great performances and such great emotion and and so many scenes where I was like where it really punched me in the gut. You know, like seeing Harwin die at the end and, and, and seeing the looks between like Harwin and, and Rhaenyra and yeah. Harwin and his children and, and things like that. You know, they, they really, those really punched me in the gut. And, um, and uh, yeah, it's just, but. Oh, by the way, on that topic, speaking, what the fuck? <laughs> Laris Strong is the one that ends up killing his own father and brother. Like, so what? Mm. So I guess the, the, the whole thing now is that he's a psycho. That's the character now. I it's either he's a psycho or he really thinks he's really in for like selfish advancement while being a psycho or he's super into the 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 anti-dragon conspiracy and a psycho. Oh, okay. Amber, do you know about this drag anti-dragon conspiracy thing? Is this part of the Maester conspiracy or no? It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's for, people say the Maester conspiracy, but it's, it's, there's the, um, whether it also involves the high towers and the faith of the seven and how big of the old town conspiracy is, 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 is an argument. But, um, yes, that there's a, there's an anti-dragon conspiracy. He, uh, I really liked Laurie's. I thought, okay, this whole ending where he's basically implicating Allison. It's kind of like a spin on the, what is it? Well, no one killed this meddlesome priest type situation where Alicent saying, you know, all of these things, all of these things are going on. And Lars is like, oh, okay. Like you really didn't think that someone was going to take care of that problem for you. Like you commanded it, you know, you're the queen essentially. Yeah. It's almost like he's pushing her own morality negative mm-hmm. by, by saying like, she didn't mean that, but now I've done this action. So now she already perceives herself as a murderer. So, you know, the next time she'll be more willing because she's already, she's already done it. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. It's like chipping away like at he's, her. He, yeah. He's making into her, into her, he's making her into a monster. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's okay? I wanted to ask you this. What's with the B pens on Larry's mute mute men? <laughs> Was that does that have um, anything to do with something in the books? No, that's that's completely new. That's that's just a mystery. Well, yeah, well, he. Uh, uh, I wonder if they're going to be referred to as his little bees because his mm-hmm. he keeps. Yeah, his B-boys, because he keeps sniffing the flowers, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah he's pulling that Mavali's every episode now, right? He's the queen. He's the queen bee. But then then we also have the rats. Or, you know, or maybe or were the rats, are the rats a misdirect? We've been thinking that the rats symbolized Laurie Strong, and they don't symbolize Laurie Strong. Also, what's his you know? position? Oh. Because... How is he allowed to go into the dungeon and just like free a couple of guys? I, I'm sure. I'm sure so he has the power. They, the they never told us. They never told us in the show. But in the 
in the uh, Fire and Blood, he is a confessor, meaning he he is employed as in as torturing people in the in the in the cells for information. Oh, okay. So he's the yeah. Lord. Okay, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, he he's he's a confessor, and then he later is promoted to Master of Whispers. Which is probably after this he'll be promoted to Master of Whispers. Right. But yeah, he's he's originally a confessor. Um, so huh. which you know again it's the Varis connections like you know like his Rugen Varis had the Rug you know Rugen was in the Black Cells mm-hmm. and worked in the Black Cells and so he's gonna he's a confessor in the Black Cells. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, that's why he has the access. Now they could have established that. At some point, to, to for a for a casual, uh, but uh, they did not. Yeah, I, I they they there's a lot of things they should have established here. I, I was like I said in my non spoiler review, this would be fine for the premiere episode of season two, but mm. here we are mid season points. A lot of stuff is kind of moving fairly quickly. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys noticed this. Um, when when the posters for the for the for the season one was coming out, they they really touted Masara as being like this really big player, but she's had like less than mm. she go. <laughs> Where did she she's go? gone. She's had less than like four You're minutes right. of screen time. So like, ah, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> now now um, she does disappear in the source material as well. So it's uh, uh, I guess that's the excuse. Because she also is a character that just kind of disappears for for many many years. Rainies also disappears again. as well, like every now and then. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They've they've showed they're trying to show as much Rainies as possible, but um, she's also a character that just this is something very sloppy with George. This is why I say the source material is not that great. But like Rainies is this like fiery dragon rider who's like you know screwed over. And then she disappears for literally 30 years of the story. Like, she disappears. She does nothing for 30 fucking years. And then comes back. And is like, I'm ready to fight. And you're like, oh, thank you. Thank you for sitting on Driftmark for 30 years so you can be a dragon what does it, writer. What does, it, what does it take for her to step in? I mean. War, essentially. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and once, once the war begins, she's pretty much the main strategic person who, like, um who who's who's essentially running the war um but she has no role for for 30 years like the uh that's it you know (laughs) essentially the council of 101 happens and then she vanishes until until the dance of the dragons so from 101 to uh to 129 essentially she does nothing in the source material so here they're at least giving her something to do coming in cousin wearing a pirate shirt you know <laughs> being at a being at a a uh a, attorney said oh they got too much seed in their balls okay all right we'll we'll see you again in 10 years rainies <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong uh but uh before we wrap it up amber so you liked the episode you thought it was good um oh i thought uh, no i i thought it was I thought it was just fine. I wouldn't put it in like the top. I wouldn't say it's the top episode so far, um, but I think it's just a little bit of like a pacing situation yeah. like after the time jump. And I mean, that's completely mm. forgivable. Like, what are you going to do? You have a whole new cast right now. So it's not like the acting is bad or anything. It's just a hard episode to kind of 
gauge after that switch. Yeah, I, I want to say, I, I don't want to say it's moving too fast, because even in, in season one of Game of Thrones, by episode six or seven, that's when the War of Five Kings begins. Episode four is when it kind of, mm. like, the first strokes of it happen, because ep- the, at the end of episode four is where uh, Catelyn takes Tyrion. And then at the end of episode five is where Jamie attacks Ned in the streets of King's Landing. So that's kind of like... The open so it so it starts around the midway point. Yeah. Here, the Dance of the Dragons probably won't start until either episode ten or season one or season two, episode one. So even though they're kind of taking their but time, Car- Carmine, mm. I will say though, like had 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 this been the season premiere of season two, and and I, I think I think Carmine and I have, have 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 come to the agreement that this should have been a that we. This should have been the end, like, like we should have done 10 episodes to get us to this point, really explore the characters. And then this would have, should have been the first episode of season two. And I think with a year break between, we would have, we would have forgiven the, the huge jump in story. Could you imagine like how horrible it would have been for the people binging it? Like for us waiting a week and then coming here. And seeing this, it's really jarring. And that's still with a week of us waiting. Can you imagine the people that binged it and watched like episode five and six back to back? How weird that would have been. Um, it, they needed that. They needed it a whole season break for what happened. Or, you know, maybe I would have. Maybe we would. But have at the same it. time, what the fuck even happens within like the first um, ten years? Within the first uh, 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 fifteen years of Viserys's rule? Because in episode one. Viserys has been ruling for 10 years, and from the course of episode mm. 1 to 5, it's been about, four, uh, about what, 14 years? Uh, it's been about 3 to 4 more years, so he's been ruling yeah. the whole... Th- since he's been king, he's been doing it for 14 years. What the fuck happens within within that time frame? So, here, here's the Besides problem, the Stepstone this, they're, they're looking they're, they're looking at fire and blood like a checklist Mm -hmm. like oh i've got to get i've got to get this down i've got to get this in check 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 you know i've got to i've got to have air for a day check i've got to have um uh um a bronze bitch check you know i've got to have her falling off a horse check you know like they're just going check by check king of the stepstones Um, right king of yeah um rather than trying to actually like uh have have a narrative flow uh, if if we spent if we did the ten episodes like we could we could have fleshed out all of the other characters we could have gotten to know Harwin strong we could have gotten to know Laurie strong better but before things went weird you know we could have gotten to know Lena and Lenor um, you know and 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 Rhaenys and Corlys and all these things and or I say like B plots in, in in Winterfell there's so many things that we could have explored I feel as though there's not enough material. For them to do a full 10 episode uh, season in the past with the uh, younger characters. My my thought on the whole thing would be, and I know this is going to be very controversial, six to eight episodes, season one, the whole thing is in the past. Mm. And then season two, full 10, maybe 12 with the older actors. Okay. Okay. I can yeah, see that. Like yeah, like, like, a, like a mini series almost. Like one group and then the next... This should be a miniseries because it it should not go. My personal opinion, I know Amber, you're, you're I gave you the the PDF for Fire and Blood, so yeah. you'll see what I'm talking about once you get to it. This should not be more than like three seasons. 
I really hope they don't do that because then then you're really stretching it. Ooh. Mm. Well, I mean, I guess it just depends on viewership, right? Like it's yeah. doing good. The numbers are good. I'm sure yeah. they'll want to extend it, but I think it's always really important to have an end of the story in mind, you know, before you start putting words on paper. Like when they're doing the scripts, there's got to be an ending point, right? Like, otherwise you end up with, <laughs> oh God, I don't want to say this out loud, but, you know, look what's happening with George right now. Like, will we get an ending? I don't know. I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter if we get an ending to Ice and Fire or not, because there's so much content from from Dance of Dragons right now until Robert's Rebellion that we could do Game of Thrones for forever <sighs> hundred years hundred years yeah no i don't i mean no i don't i don't think we're getting end the the end of ice and fire stop but, saying um, that I, oh i hate when you say that stop you're gonna jinx it you're gonna jinx it <laughs> oh i'm gonna jinx it really <laughs> i'm i'm the one that has created I'm, I'm the one that, that i'm the person that made men mortal I, i'm the one <laughs> it's my fault that i've brought mortality to human beings yeah, well, you, you, you're, you're bringing it to George. The, the man is one one Blank. more Diet Coke, one more Big Mac away from being in the grave. Let's just let's chill. Let's let's hope. Hopefully, he finishes it, and hopefully, someone you know, you know, it's funny. I I love how I think I I might have answered just my own question. I love how um, in the news right now in the video game world, this fucking seventeen year old hacker hacked the files for Grand Theft Auto Six, one of the most anticipated mm, yeah. game in video game history. How the fuck is no one, like, hacking George's computer? But that asshole, doesn't he use, like, a typewriter? He's air-gapped, yeah. He's he's on, like, a... It's not connected to the internet. Fuck! Yeah. It's his computer. Yeah. Fuck! Where's Larry Strong like, to send someone over there when you need him? Steal that it's shit. It's completely secure. It's completely secure, because he's on this, like, external, like, computer, like, running a simulation of DOS in order to <laughs> run WordStar. He's running a simulation uh, of DOS. No, it, uh, when I first heard that, I didn't believe it. I was like, no, that's just like way too much effort just to run WordStar. But no, it, he really is running WordStar. So, I, you know, so I've seen the screenshots. So, fucking, yeah. fucking asshole. Uh, guys, do you have any more thoughts on the episode? Because I feel like we went, went a little too long. Um, I mean, I, I can always talk forever, but uh, I, yeah. I think we're yeah. running in circles. Strong, strong performances by all the actors and actresses. A strong performance from all the actors? Oh, but um, <laughs> now we have to cut ourselves off. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for watching. As always, we'll see you next time. Have a good one.